Thank you for joining us today. We hope God speaks to you. We hope dreams come alive and faith is ignited so you can impact the world and those around you for God's kingdom. Enjoy the message. All right, City Place Church, so many things happening here during the month of February. Wow. Let me just say a special shout out to every single person that joined us and participated in 21 days of prayer and fasting. Every one of you that leaned in, praying for Ty and I over these 21 days, uh, using the trip method, praying on Sunday morning, praying on Wednesday morning, well done for going after the presence of God. You know, God promised us as a church that uh, we would experience four things. We would experience his presence, we would experience his promise, we would experience the prophetic, and we would experience his power. And so well done. I know that we have had some amazing times in morning prayer. And I pray that during these 21 days that you have created a habit of enjoying prayer. And so this morning, I wanted to make sure that we realize that day 22 is just as important as day 21. Now, I'm not reading the scripture today, but in the book of Daniel, uh, Daniel had been praying for 21 days and an angel showed up at Daniel's doorstep and said, hey, from the first day you prayed, I want you to know that God was moving on your behalf, but there was something happening in the atmosphere that was spiritual that you did not see. And so this morning, I want you to know that God's been moving on your behalf and he started it and he's going to complete it. Remember, those four things, those four experiences that God promised us as a church, that's for us to carry throughout the whole year. And last week, uh, you got a chance to, 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 to lean in with us as we were talking about, don't take this lightly. Don't take lightly the presence of the Lord. And we spent time talking about one of the miracles of Jesus, where Jesus uh, literally prayed for someone who, was, uh, who had leprosy and they were healed. And then uh, some friends ripped off the roof so that someone that was laying on a bed could be healed. And Jesus was present that day. He promised that he would perform and respond to the need that they had. And then there was some prophetic utterances of life change, but there was an experience also of his power because the Bible says that the power of the Lord was present to heal. And there's a couple of things that we said from last week. We said that one moment in his presence changes everything. One moment in the presence of God changes everything. One moment Spending time at the feet of Jesus changes everything. There is nothing that should remain the same when we really get with Jesus. And so today we're staying in that thought of like, we don't want to take this lightly because when God makes a promise to us, he's going to fulfill it. And we don't want to feel good for 21 days. And in day 22, we go back or we retreat in some way. No, God, this is permanent. I'm not going to take what you were starting in these 21 days or completed in these 21 days or fulfilled in these 21 days or answered in these 21 days. I'm not taking that lightly. I'm going all the way in. And so one moment in the presence of God changes everything. And as we were wrapping up service last week, I shared that Moses was hungry for the presence of God. <coughs> he, he, he encounters God in Exodus chapter three and God says, take off your sandals because this place is holy. He experiences the presence of God so much that when he gets to exit, when we read Exodus 33, he speaks to the, the Bible says this in verse 11, it says that God spoke to Moses face to face, face to face. 
In Exodus 33, a little bit further down, he says, if your presence doesn't go with me, God, I don't want to go. And God says, my presence is going with you. In Exodus 34, he says, now show me your glory. Show me all of who you are. And God literally says, I'm going to show you me. See, one moment in God changes everything. One moment in his presence changes everything. And I said this last Sunday. You cannot script describe the purity of his presence. Like we can be cliche-ish and say his presence is here. His presence is right where you are right now, 100%. But when we get into his presence, you can't script what happens there. You can't control your emotions. You can't control uh, uh, how you feel. All you know is that this is different. You know, when the man encountered Jesus after the roof was ripped off, nobody, nobody could ever take that experience of being in his presence away. Because one moment in the real presence of the Lord changes everything. One moment where he encounters you, when he reflects his love and his power, his grace, his promise to you changes every single thing. And so we don't want to take it lightly that when we get into his presence, it matters. Getting into his presence is what we started talking about last week. And I just want to remind us that when you get into his presence, look at this right here. We said this last week. His presence should create an addiction. His presence should create an addiction. I looked up the word presence. So we're talking about the presence of the Lord. We're talking about uh, these 21 days where God says, I'm going to give you my presence. I'm going to give you my promise. I'm going to give you my prophetic voice. I'm going I'm to give you my power. Well, what does it mean to be in his presence? Let's, let's, let's look at what it means because in Exodus chapter 33 and 34, Moses says, don't let your presence be absent from this. And this is what it means. It literally means a person in front of, before, to be in front of, in the presence of, Face to face, before, and, and the face of in front of you. So Moses is literally saying, I want to see you face to face. I want to see you beside me. I want to see you before me. I want to see you behind me. I want to see you all around me. It's literally God being with me and me being with him. So when God says your presence, my presence will go with you, he's saying all of me you have access to. And so one moment in the presence of God changes everything. But when we get in the pure presence of God, it creates an addiction. We don't want to leave. We We want to stay a little while longer. We want to try to come back and find that pure place that we were in. The challenge is, is that the enemy wants to keep us away from his presence. And so for these last 21 days, our heart has been, God, we're coming after you. God, we're seeking your face. God, fulfill what you promised us. And so this morning, I just want to lean in a little bit more to to not taking this thing lightly. If you have your Bibles, go with me to Psalms chapter 139, Psalm chapter 139. Psalm chapter 139. I want you to listen to what the author says, because he's like, your presence has become my addiction. And one moment in your presence changes everything. 
And so this morning, we're leaning in as we head into day 2022 and we're heading into the months of the year where everything that God has promised us that we would carry this year, we don't take lightly. Psalms chapter 139 says this, O Lord, you have searched me and known me. You know my sitting down, my rising up. You understand my thoughts afar off. You comprehend my path and my lying down and are acquainted with all my ways. For this is, for there is not a word of my tongue, but behold, O Lord, you know it all together. You have hedged me behind and before you laid your hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me. It's, it's high. I cannot even attain it. Where can I go from your spirit? Or where can I flee from your presence? If I send them to heaven, you're there. If I make my bed in hell, behold, you are there. If I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea, even there your hand shall lead me and your right hand shall hold me. If I say, surely the darkness shall fall upon me, even the night shall be light about me. Indeed, the darkness shall not hide from you, but the night shines as the day. The darkness and the light are both alike to you. For you formed my inward parts. You covered me in my mother's wombs. I will praise you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are your works that my soul knows very well. My frame was not hidden from you. When I was made in secret and skillfully wrought in the lo- and skillfully wrought in the lowest parts of the earth, your eyes saw my substance being yet formed. And in your book, they are all written. The days fashioned for me, when as yet there were none of them. How precious are your thoughts to me, O God. How great is the sum of them. If I should count them, they would be more in number than the sand. When I awake, I am still with you. Let's pray. Father, we love you today. I pray that we don't take this moment lightly in your presence. I pray that these 21 days of prayer and fasting don't end just because 21 days was yesterday. I pray, Lord Jesus, that today is the start of something amazing where we realize that these moments with you have changed everything and that your presence is our pursuit and it will become like an addiction. So have your way, Holy Spirit. We're grateful today in Jesus' name. Amen. In Psalms 139, the writer says this. He says, O Lord, you search me and you know me. He goes on to say, like, I love hanging out with you. I love spending time with you. No matter where I am, your presence is there. He literally says, you've laid your hand on me. You've been a hedge in front of me, behind me, and before me. Remember, I said that one of the definitions of presence was that it was before, it was face to face, it was beside, and it was around. Literally, David says, everywhere I go, your presence is there. And then by the time we ended, he said, you formed me, you knew me, you scripted my plan. It's all good. He says this, and when I awake, I'm still in your presence. Like, I am not coming away from your presence. Your presence causes an addiction. David says, there's something I've discovered being in your presence that I didn't have before, that I never want to leave. If I misstep, your presence is still there to pull me back in. If I'm moving towards purpose and destiny, your presence is still 
there. The presence of the Lord. We can't take lightly what God started these 21 days. The reason why I'm pausing and I'm coming into your home or wherever you're watching from and I'm welcoming you into mine is because I wanted to make sure that it wasn't all hype, but it was like God. I'm not taking these moments lightly. We prayed for some of you. We've been believing for you. We've been thanking God. We've had a heart of repentance. We've been interceding on behalf of our church, our leaders, you and your family, those that God's sending, those that God is raising up, and we've been praying for our personal needs. God, I don't take lightly that by me giving up something in the natural, that I'm experiencing victory in your presence in the spiritual. Remember we said that everything about the kingdom of God flows from the spiritual first into the natural. So that means during these next months of this year, we start everything spending time with God. We want to wake up in the morning looking for his presence. When stress rises and situations rise, God, I need to pause before I act out or before I say the wrong thing to just get in your presence. Before I respond how I used to respond, no, God, I need to have a moment in your presence. Brother Lawrence says it like this. We want to practice the presence of the Lord. Not like I'm just practicing my time with God. It's like everywhere I go, his presence is there. So let me challenge you really fast. Every moment you spend in prayer, every moment you spend in God's word, every moment you spend in worship, every moment you spend declaring God's word out of your mouth, take every moment serious. Don't take it lightly. But watch, if you have time in the morning that's dedicated to God, let's just say, for example, you spend 25 minutes with God in the morning and then you go to work. Don't leave the presence of the Lord in that dedicated quiet time where God has your full attention. You move and you take the presence of the Lord with me. God, your presence is going before me. Your presence is around me. Your presence is on my job. Your presence is in the classroom. Your presence is on the field where I'm coaching. Your presence is in the boardroom. Your presence is in the doctor's office. Why? Because his presence in the, is an addiction. And David says, when I'm high, you're there. When I'm low, you're there. If I can't see because it's dark, you light it up. I will not be void, absent, or distant, or away from your presence. Not going to do it. So don't take it lightly. So here's just a couple of questions. Here's just a couple of questions that I wrote down as we move forward. Okay. A couple of questions. And we said this in week number one. We said this in week number one. What does God have for me? And what does God want from me? What does God have for me? And what does God want from me? I want to challenge you. We do this every single year at City Place Church. I want to challenge you to ask God to, to define your year in one word. Define your year in one word. God, what is my one word for the year? And allow me to walk that out. Allow me to walk that out. One year, my word was healthy. I felt like the Lord was like, you're going to be healthy in your mind, your body, and your spirit. Healthy. So that was the one word that I declared all year long. God, what is it that you want from me? Got it. And what is it that you have for me? Got it. So that one year, it was healthy. 
God wants me to be healthy in every area and God has health for me. So God, what one word do you have? Then there's a second question I want you to answer as we move forward throughout this year, just thinking about the presence of God, thinking about the things that he wants us to carry with his power, his presence, his prophetic voice, his promise is this right here. Will I be known in his presence or will I be known for just standing on the outside? Will I be known for being in his presence this year or will I be known for standing on the outside? See, you and I have access into the presence of the Lord. We have access into hearing him so clearly. We have access to taking him with us and allowing him to lead the way. We have access to talk to him directly. We have access to worship. We have access to prayer. We have access to fasting. We have access to declaring his word. Will I be known in his presence? Or will I be known for being outside. And what I mean outside, I mean just getting close enough to say, I was, I was near him. Can I say that near enough is not far enough? Being just near him isn't far enough until we get into his presence. And when you get into his presence, that's where he scripts everything else. When we get into his presence, that's where he scripts it all and he begins to, 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 to pour out his love on you and I as we're pouring out our love on him. There's this quote in the movie uh, or in the play Hamilton. One of the characters, I think it's uh, Burr, he says, I want to be in the room where it happens. I want to be in the room when it happens. I want to be in the room where things are taking shape and things are happening. I want to be there. You and I have to have a desire to where we want to be in the presence of the Lord. When he's downloading our dreams, we want to be in the presence of the Lord when he's speaking clearly and when when health is being, you know, reestablished and when we're praying, we want to be in the presence of the Lord when we're worshiping him. We don't want to be on the outside because it is possible, City Place. It is possible for us to be so distracted by the cares of this world and still have our hands up and be on the outside. It's possible to know all of Scripture and be on the outside. But man, you and I have access to being in His presence. So this is just a challenge that as we're heading into Super Bowl Sunday and we're excited and as we're heading into Easter months and summer months and fall again and winter again, that God, if you spoke to me, that I get your presence, your promise, your prophetic voice and your power. I'm not taking it lightly because one moment in your presence changes everything. I want your presence. I want my pursuit for you to be an addiction. I want to love you more every single day than I ever had before. I want to pursue you more tomorrow than I did today. I want to wake up excited. God, when, when it's raining in my life and the enemy's throwing blows, I still want to be in search of your presence. I don't want to push you away. I want to come to where you are. And so here's just a couple of things that's going to be helpful for us, City Place, over these next 11 months to make sure that we're 
constantly run into his presence, constantly pursuing him. So that day 22 is fire being added. Gasoline. Remember one of the questions of you here for the first time, the very first week of the year, we said, what do we need to add fuel to this year? What do we need to pour, pour the gasoline on to let it keep going? What fire needs to be flame, you know, fanned in the flame? Well, the pursuit of his presence, the joy of spending time with him. Yeah. So this morning, I just want to give us some, some, some things that's going to allow you and I to continue to go after his presence. Write this down. The first thing is Thanksgiving. How do I reach his presence? How do, how do I keep going? How do I keep the stamina and the pursuit of my addiction keep going? Thanksgiving. Psalms chapter 100 verse 1 says this. Make a joyful noise to the Lord. A joyful shout to the Lord. All ye lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Know that the Lord, he is God. It is he who made us and not ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pastures. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and enter into his courts with praise. Be thankful to him and bless his name for the Lord is good. Come on, somebody. Make a joyful shout to the Lord, all ye lands. Why? Because he's just that good. So here's a challenge I have for you when it comes to thanksgiving. I want you to take out a sheet of paper. Take out a sheet of paper. Let's see if I have mine. Take out a sheet of paper, a little note card, and every single day of every single month, I want you to find one reason to give him thanks. One reason to give him thanks, and you write it down. One reason. Here's the reason why. It's because on those days when we, we feel like we don't have anything to be thankful for, every single day of our life, there's a reason to be thankful. There's a reason to be thankful. And verse four says, enter his gates with thanksgiving. So if I'm coming into his presence, I'm going to lean in with thanksgiving. It's part of our trip method that we've been praying these 21 days. God, I thank you that I'm alive. I thank you that I'm healthy. I thank you that I can see. I thank you that I can walk. I thank you that my fingers move. Look at that, y'all. Like if we just praise them for the things that we sometimes overlook, we realize that he created everything like it says in Psalms 100. You made us and not ourselves. Like, you're the one that formed me. It's like David said in 139, like I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. And it's marvelous. And marvelous are thy works. Like how often do we drive down the road and go, thank you for the leaves on the trees. Thank you for the wind blowing. Thank you for the rain. Even when I feel like it's destroying my day. Thank you for the rain. Thank you for my house. Thank you for the resources. Thank you for the animals running around. Like there's so much to be thankful for that pulls us closer into his presence when we realize that our heavenly father is the creator of every single thing. So right now in this moment, I want you to give God a five second praise break. Come on. Give him thanksgiving right where you are, right where you are. I know I'm in my home and I'm not going to yell and scream, but come on, give him some praise this morning. Thank him as we're pushing further and further into his presence. He promised us his presence 52 weeks this year. So, Father, I thank you for what you've declared to City Place Church, that we will walk in your presence. Come on, somebody. Number two, write this down. Keeping this passion, not taking his presence lightly, realizing that I want to be in his presence every single day as an addiction. 
Number two, remember Jesus. Let's keep it simple. Remember Jesus. We have access to the Father through the gift of Jesus Christ himself and through the gift of his death, burial, and resurrection. He said this boldly. He said, nobody comes to the Father except through me. And when you and I ask Jesus to come and live on the inside of our heart and take lordship and ownership of our life and lead us and guide us, we have to remember Jesus. When we're going into prayer time and, and, or, or time with the Lord, or we're going from A to B, we're going from destination one to two, remember Jesus. Like, Jesus, will you hang out with me today? One of the coolest things my mom shared with me when I was young, I'm an only child, is she would say, take Jesus with you. Jesus is your big brother. Like, how cool is that for a kid to hear that Jesus is my big brother? Like, he's not just my Lord, he's not just my Savior, but he's my big brother. What? So everywhere I go, when you go to the playground, take him with you. When you're playing games, she would say, take Jesus on the basketball court with you when you go. So I can remember being in the locker room going, Jesus, play ball with me today. Jesus, make this fun. Play ball. I want to just hang out with you today. Like, it's cool. Jesus wants to be involved in every aspect of your life. So remember Jesus. Because if we remember Jesus, we're going to be thankful. Step number one. We're going to be thankful for him. So thank you, Jesus, for you. Look at what the Bible says. Hebrews chapter 6. says, this hope. We have as an anchor for our soul, both sure and steadfast, with, which enters the presence behind the veil. The word presence. Remember that? We're talking about that. Where the forerunner has entered for us, even Jesus, having become high priest forever over the order of Melchizedek. Literally, the writer of Hebrews says, listen, Jesus has already gone before you into the presence of the Lord. He has carried all of your sins. The veil in the presence of God is now wide open because of Jesus. So when you and I are coming to seek God in our quiet time, riding in a car, having to make a decision, praying about this, worshiping in our, in our living room, worshiping when we're listening to music, remember Jesus. Jesus, thank you for opening up the door so that I can walk right into daddy's room. Thank you for opening up the door and leading the way, showing me what it takes to be in the presence of, of the Lord. And for that, I'm thankful. So number one, thankfulness. Number two, remember Jesus. Remember Jesus because of things like Psalms 103, which says, bless the Lord, O my soul. I love it how the writer says, um, I'm in charge here. You will bless the Lord. In, in, in English, there was always like an understood you in certain statements. So you bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all of his benefits, who forgives all your iniquities, who heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from destruction, who crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercies, who satisfies your mouth with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. Psalms 103 says, hey, bless him now. And soul, if you don't feel like it, bless him anyway. And let's recall all of his benefits. 
healing, freedom, forgiveness, renewed strength. Remember Jesus. And along the way, thank him. Let's go to number three, number three, number three. Not taking his presence lightly. Creating this addiction of God, your presence. Repentance and forgiveness. This one can be tough. Repentance and forgiveness. Tough one. Look, look, look at verse 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 29 says this. No flesh shall glory in his presence. Ouch. <gasps> Say what? Paul's writing and he says, listen, I just want you to be aware. Like, <clears throat> your flesh can't enter trying to control things in the presence of the Lord. You can't bring any kind of behavior and attitudes into the presence of the Lord because it is going to keep you on the outside. It's not getting you on the inside. Remember, we asked the question of like, will I be known in the presence of the Lord? Or will I be known for just standing on the outside? Paul says, listen, I just want you to know that your flesh can't get all the way in. Sometimes I've been there. We carry things in our heart or, or we've, we've got a, a chain that we can't seem to break loose of. And we, we, we're still worshiping God and, 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 and we're still giving him our very best. But sometimes we're not all the way into his presence where he wants to say things so clearly. And he's saying, let that, let that go. Come on. You got a hard heart. Let's change that. Forgive that person. Come on. You did wrong. Forgiveness is available. All you have to do is just say, Lord Jesus, take this. But you keep holding on. I'm trying to pull you close, but you're staying at an arm's length. No flesh. So you and I have to repent. Repent means to turn away and be aligned back to the thing that God has for you and I. It's literally going, uh, I, I've been sinful in this area. My attitude doesn't reflect you. And I'm sorry. Or it might mean the thing that was done to me. I forgive. Forgiveness doesn't eliminate the hurt. But it does eliminate my heart's condition towards the father and towards them. Man, Paul says, I just want you to know that there's some things that you've got to release as you're coming into his presence. Because when you come into his presence, this changes everything. Here's the amazing thing about his presence is that if you come to him with an open heart and you say, God, take this. It's actually a doorway to his presence. Man, you can see it all throughout scripture. When there were, were people who came and they fell at Jesus's feet and they said, forgive me. Everything that I've taken, I'll give back away. I just need you. And Jesus was like, your sins are forgiven. Absolutely. You have a repentant heart. David, when David would sin, the Bible says literally he was a man after God's own heart. And he would do something wrong and someone would say something to him. And he'd say, you know what, God, I'm so sorry. I repent. And David killed a man, committed adultery, and God would go, that's a man after my own heart. Why? Because David would always go into the presence of the Lord with repentance and forgiveness. Acts chapter 3 verse 19 says this. Repent, therefore, and be converted, that your sins may be blotted out. I love that. So that times of refreshing 
may come from the presence of the Lord. Listen. Acts chapter 3 says, refreshing comes by just saying, God, I give that to you. Like burdens are lifted in the presence of the Lord when I hand them the thing that I've been holding on to. The situation, the problem, that unrepentant sin or that unforgiveness in my heart. Like, you want to be refreshed? Throw it away. God, I'm coming to you. Write this one down. Number four. Number four. Get to know the person of the Holy Spirit. Get to know the person of the Holy Spirit even more. The Bible says that Jesus says, I've got a promise for you. I've got a gift for you from the Father that you've heard me talk about. He is the Holy Spirit. He is a helper who is sent just for you. He's going to utter things from my heart that I heard the Father say. And so you and I have to get to know the person of the Holy Spirit. He is such a gentleman. He is such power, authority, presence, wisdom, and truth. In fact, let me read it to you. John chapter 14, 17 says, The Spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive, because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him. For he dwells with you and he will be in you. Jesus says, listen, the spirit of truth, you have to know. The world, they don't know. Don't know him. But you, because you remember me and you're in relationship with me, you know the Holy Spirit. He's your spirit of truth. He confirms the things that I say. He confirms the fact that when you hear things from my word or you're in my presence, he confirms, God said that. Or he confirms, that's not of God because he's spirit of truth. John chapter 16, verse, 14, verse 13 and 14 says, however, when he, the spirit of truth has come, he will guide you into all truth. He will not speak of his own authority, but whatever he hear, hears, he will speak and he will tell you things to come. He will glorify me for he will take what is mine and declare to you. Jesus is like, you have to get to know the person of the Holy Spirit. When you need a decision, he knows what to tell you. When you need to know my heart, he knows. So get to know him. Two more. Two more and a bonus. Discover, study, live by, and declare the the Word of God. Discover, study, live by, and declare the Word of God. Discover, what's God saying? Live by, God, if you said it, you set the standard. No more bending rules. God, if you say it, that settles it for me. And declare God's Word. God, if you said it, that settles it for me. Joshua chapter 1 verse 8 says, This book of the law shall not depart from my mouth, but I will dwell in it day and night. And I'm going to observe and do everything that, that's written in it. Hebrews 4.12 says, The word of the Lord is living, sharp, powerful, moves throughout joint, marrow, soul, and spirit. 
you and I have to discover, study, live by, and declare the word of God. Here's another one. Worship. You and I have to become a worshiper. Jesus, it's all about you. Jesus, it's who you are. Worship, the Bible says, flows out of us to him. So we can't, we, we can't just read God's word, which is powerful. We can't. But we also want to declare his worth and his value back to us. So we started off with Thanksgiving, which is like, hey, God, it's all about you. I'm so grateful. And then that worship says, now here's my heart. I'm going to pour even more adoration all over you. Let me read you just a couple of verses. John chapter 4, verse 24 says, God is a spirit and those who worship him must worship in spirit and in truth. So when I say worship, I mean my heart's affection is poured out to you. I'm worshiping you beyond just my natural actions, but I'm touching heaven. Remember, everything in the kingdom of God flows from the spiritual to the natural. So it might start here like this, but my heart is going, oh no. My spirit is going, I'm worshiping you. You are my focus because your presence is an addiction. And one moment in your presence changes everything. Let me read one more verse. Job 1 verse 20 says, Then Job arose, tore his clothes, and shaved his head. And he fell to the ground and worshiped. When you and I push into God's presence, and we say, God, I'm going to pursue your presence. I'm not going to take it lightly. I want your presence to become an addiction. We're going to worship God no matter the situation because it flows out of us, our adoration for him. Because we love him so much, it's going to flow out of him. The verse that I read in Job was at the place where Job's like, this may not be perfect, but I'm going to worship you because it's your presence that I want to be in. He knew that if he worshiped God, that it gave him access to his presence. And then last but not least, we committed 21 days at the start of our year to be a people of prayer and fasting. And so as we go throughout the remainder of this year and we're going to be hyped next week for Super Bowl Sunday. I want to challenge you. And I challenge City Place Church to continue to pray and intercede. We have to continue the habit and enjoyment of prayer because it gets us into the presence of God. We're going to be thanking God. We're going to remember Jesus. We're going to have a heart of repentance and forgiveness. We're going to discover and study and live by and declare God's word. We're going to worship passionately because we're going to pursue God's presence like never before. But we're also going to be a people of prayer. Why? Because we're not going to take it lightly. Remember, Jesus said this. We've been reading this verse in Matthew. He says, this kind only comes out through prayer and fasting. So as we go throughout this year, continue to pray, continue to seek God's face because he always shows up. Don't take it lightly. What God's promised us, he's promised us his presence. He's promised us his promise, his prophetic voice and his power. Right where you are, 
I just want you to just position your heart because I'm going to pray over us. It's day 22. I'm going to pray over us as a church, and then I want to pray over a specific group of people. And then I want to pray for those of you who uh, are going to start your relationship with Jesus today. Because I want us to be able to remember Jesus together. And the way we remember Jesus is by walking in a relationship with him. And you're watching today and maybe you say, Damon, I understand, but I need to grow in my relationship with him. I need to start my relationship with him. I want you to know that the presence of the Lord is here for you today. Jesus is here for you today. I read the verse where Paul said, Jesus himself went before as a forerunner so that you can have access to the presence of the Lord. God's been waiting to be in relationship with you. He gave his son Jesus to die on a cross for you and to come back to life so that you could have that relationship that we talked about today. There's so many different things that you can be thankful for. Even in the lowest moments of life, you're still standing today. And I want to invite you into a moment where you can accept Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior. So many people have done it. In fact, last year, 200 plus people said yes and responded to the gospel message of Jesus Christ. And so it's simple. I'm gonna say a prayer and I just want you to just declare it after me. And I want you to do it with faith, knowing that Jesus died for you. And the Bible says through the confession of your faith, Jesus comes and lives on the inside of your life. So right where you are, City Place Church, those of you who say yes to Jesus, I'm going to ask you to just bow your heads right where you are, close your eyes. And then after I pray for you, I'm going to pray for us as a church so that these next months of the year, we're pursuing his presence like never before because he promised it. What does God want from me? What does God have for me? Will he know me in his presence? Because I don't want to be just known for being outside. This morning, God's inviting all of us into his presence. You ready? Just say this after me. Say, Dear Jesus, on this Sunday, I acknowledge that without you, I'm not living my purpose. I ask you to forgive me of all my sins. I acknowledge that I've sinned. And I know that through your death, burial, and resurrection, I have eternal life. And so on this Sunday, I choose you freely as my personal Lord and Savior. In Jesus' name. Father, I thank you for every person that has made the decision today to follow you. Jesus, thank you. Thank you for your sacrifice. Father God, thank you for giving us Jesus. And Jesus, in this moment, we remember you. I thank you for all of the victory that you've given us. I thank you that you've gone before us and created access to us to have the Father's presence. And Lord, right now, I pray for all of us at City Place Church that the thing that you started in the first Sunday of this year, we pour gasoline on spiritually that it would continue to be a fire as we go through this month of February, 
as we celebrate seven years as a church, as we celebrate Super Bowl Sunday and have fun, and as we move through all the additional months of the year, I pray that we take your presence with us and that we experience all that you have scripted in your presence and never again will we stand on the outside. I pray, Holy Spirit, that this morning, those that said yes to you will walk in the freedom that you've given and that we as a church will walk victorious this year. We're grateful for your presence, your promise, your prophetic voice, and your power in 2023. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Come on, City Place. Can you make some noise right there? There's some people that said yes to Jesus. Come on, make some noise for Jesus. Make some noise for Jesus right there. Congratulations to all of you who said yes to making him your personal Lord and Savior. I want to give every single person watching a clear next step. Number one, if you said yes to following Jesus, fill out the virtual connection card that you made a decision to follow Jesus. Or if you have a prayer request, we want to know. It matters to us that you respond. And so our response back to you doing that is to come alongside you and to provide some ways for you to grow in your relationship with God. So whether you live in Central Florida or whether you live out of state or someplace literally across the world, you have a place where you can belong. And if, and if you need help in finding a local church that can uh, speak life into you, we would be honored to be able to help you do that. That's step number one. Step number two is that we are getting ready to kick off city groups. These are small gatherings online and in person that allow you and I to grow in our study, discovery, and being able to declare and live by God's word. And so we've got information that we want to provide you so that you can get into a men's group, a sisterhood group, a young adults group, a, a discipleship group, whatever that group may be that speaks to your heart. We want you to grow in the knowledge of God because today is step one. And you and I continually growing and pursuing the presence of the Lord and creating that addiction. It's getting started today. And so, well done. Take those two next steps. The other thing we're going to do as we get ready to uh, wrap up service today is we are going to worship the Lord with our tithe and our offering with our kingdom finances. And so, and uh, I just want to say thank you, City Place, as always, for your generosity, for your partnership uh, to move forward the kingdom of God. You know, we are able to do things missionally, but then the overall operation of the house of God is able to be accomplished because of you. And so well done. You've heard us mention some of the things that's on our heart provision wise of kingdom acquisition of property and uh, growing as a team and just making a greater impact for the kingdom of God. It happens because we trust God with our kingdom finances as an act of worship and we partner together. And so well done. I'm going to pray. And then I know God's going to give you a powerful week. Father, we love you today. We thank you for your goodness, your grace, your mercy. Jesus, we are so blessed to be in your presence. And Father, as we worship you right now with our giving, our tithe and our offering, I thank you for allowing City Place to continue to make an impact. But also, thank you for allowing us the opportunity to function uh, well in stewardship uh, in the operations of your house. I pray that you bless every person this week with every step they take be towards your purpose. In Jesus' name, amen. Have a great week, City Place. Thanks so much for joining us. 
Stay connected by subscribing to the City Place Church podcast, following us on Instagram, checking us out on Facebook, or by visiting our website, www.cityplacechurch.com.